mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of Ookla speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com slash internet for details. If you want to support the show, the best way you can is through any of the books or current ongoing Vela shorts that are being released on a regular basis. The easiest way to find this is to go to bitbit.ly slash tmrbooks, and you'll have links there to everything. All of my Kindle books are available for free. If you have Kindle Unlimited, you don't have to pay anything. You get it with your subscription. You can read them all. They're all in screenplay format. That includes Swan Song, The Muses, Duet, In the End. Our past does not define us. Anything else that I've written that's available on Kindle, it's available there. You can buy a soft cover if you want. Uh, there's a hardcover collection of all of the Swan Song books all combined into one. That's available as a hardcover. You can pre-order Echo Alpha, which is coming out in November. All of these things are available if you go uh, on Amazon. But quick link, if you go bitbit.ly slash tmrbooks, I have them all there nice, easily cataloged. Also, down toward the bottom, we have the Kindle Vela content. Uh, the first three episodes are always free. And then after that, um, there's a token system that you can use to... to you know, read. Even if you don't like it, just give it a thumbs up. Uh, that way we can get it up higher so more people see it. So one final time, that's bitbit.ly slash tmrbooks. And every Wednesday, there's a new Vela book that goes up. Taser and Acrobat, Nanite and Rosebud, Tales from Another World, and The Alchemist and the Illusionist. All go up on Wednesdays, and it's all available on uh, Kindle Vela. All of this is available bitbit.ly slash tmrbooks. Sorry to overload the front, but before we start, one final thing. If you can please go on Apple Podcasts, if that's how you listen, and give us a five-star rating, that would mean a lot. We're trying to get on to uh, Rotten Tomatoes and sites like that, and we need to get more reviews to be accepted. So if you can go on and give us a five-star review there, that would be amazing. Uh, Thank you very much. Um, We appreciate everything you guys do when you listen. Welcome to Beware of Spoilers, I am Adam. Holy shit. Like, so, so this movie, um, Hard Luck Love Song, um, I, I hadn't heard of until I looked through, um, AMC to see what was playing today. This was on Thursday when I was trying to pick what I was going to watch this week, and I was looking through, I knew I wasn't going to see Halloween Kills in theaters because I am, uh, as the kids say, a pussy. And I don't do horror movies in theaters. Um, Mass was the other one that I was on the fence, and I saw this too. This one didn't have many reviews on Rotten Tomatoes or anything, so I'm like, hmm, let me try this one. And it's, it, it, it didn't work out. So, so what we ended up with is I went and saw Hard Rock Love Song, or Hard Luck Love Song. Um... 
I've seen shitty movies before. I'm I'm not opposed to seeing a shitty movie. Like I saw that movie um, two years ago, The Hummingbird Project, with Salma Hayek and Jesse Eisenberg, and the movie wasn't great. It's just kind of okay and forgettable. I mean. Ultimately, the biggest sin your movie can commit is being forgettable. I think that's arguably one of the worst things you can do. And, and you know, The Hummingbird Project was that. Um, it comes back to me every once in a while because it's like it is the example of a movie that I saw that was just aggressively okay. Didn't really try to do anything. Didn't really, you know, do anything. But at least the characters developed somewhat. And it's kind of like a run-of-the-mill movie. Like, you know, you're going to you're gonna see it and you're going to have a good time. And, you know, it's fine. It's not great. Um, but I, I see this one, and in the beginning, it's kind of okay. Like, we, we meet Jesse, and it takes about a half hour, 45 minutes for us to find out his fucking name, but, you know, he's, you know, a, a guy who's, he's not a good guy. We see him getting his ass kicked, he goes, and he checks into a motel, like a sleazy-looking motel, he goes and, you know, he, he, you know, we get the inkling he wants to be a country music singer, but he goes out, buys beer, he finds money, he hustles pool, you know, he wins a pool tournament, and then he avoids getting his ass kicked, and, you know, all of that kind of happens. And then he goes back to his motel room, and, like, here's the thing. Up until this point, we haven't had any indication that there is a woman that he he's longing for, um, and... Like, he he does, he doesn't really, like, have a goal. And, and, and like, when we, 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 we see him, like, one of the things he says early on is, I'll do anything but breakdance. And it's like, oh, that's a weird thing to put in a country music song, but whatever. You know, country music has its, its quirks, to, to say the least. And he, he goes in and, um, he go, he goes into the, um, he goes through this book of, like, I guess, prostitutes, which they're in a state where... Pro- that, that's the thing, is this movie's setting is very ambiguous. Like, we don't know when or where this movie takes place, um, specifically, like, in terms of, like, you know, state. Like, we know it's America and, like, generally small-town America, um, but we don't know any more specific than that. And we also don't know when it takes place, because, like, in the movie, I'm like, when the fuck does this movie take place? Is it the past? Is it last week? And it isn't until, like, he's talking to the cop, and he's like, oh, here we are at our graduation in, two, in 2009. And it's like, oh, okay, so, you know, it's it's now. Um, so he meets the, like, so he, he sees in there there's a line that's, you know, uh, I'll do anything name of breakdance. And at this point, we don't under, we don't know what the, like, what the, the point of that is. Like, obviously, because he said it earlier, we knew that this line, that whoever placed this ad had some significance to him, but beyond that, we don't know. Um, so he calls the number, talks to the girl, recognizes her, then goes out, buys Coke, buys um, some a uh, lot of liquor, comes back, meets the woman, Carla, um, Sophia Bush, who was the biggest name in this movie. Not that that's necessarily a bad thing, because I've seen some movies that have a lot of no-name actors in it, and those have been some really good movies, but... It's kind of a telltale sign when your biggest name is someone from One Tree Hill. So, he, he um, they go, and, you know, they're partying. Cop comes to the door and is like, what the fuck are you guys doing in there? He sees her, recognizes her as a prostitute. I don't know why 
the fact that she's a prostitute is a surprise to him or something like that. Like, like how he feels about her being a prostitute is kind of ambiguous because, like, he called her from a book in the motel to hire prostitutes. And, like, it, it's so weird. And then they get into a fight and um, she runs off. He's there for an undetermined amount of time drinking heavily and, uh, and, and all of that by himself. He goes outside. She's still just hanging out there and didn't, like, go home or something. And then they decide to go to a bar. They go to a bar together. And this is when the movie kind of falls apart if it didn't already up until this point where you're like, what the fuck is going on? Um, he goes to a, um, like, they go to the bar. They meet this guy. Guy's relationship to Carla is completely not explained. Um, so they, the guy, I'm assuming he's a frequent client is what, what it is. The guy's very protective of Carla. So they, they go, um, they go to the bar and like, okay, we're all going to go somewhere else. So we'll go back to the motel and kind of hang out there and, and, and continue to party there. Um, so, you know, him... The, uh, him and Carla, then, like, the guy he was talking to, and these, like, four other girls are all like, alright, cool, let's go back to the hotel and party. So they go to get in the car, and then, I don't know where these people vanished off to, um, but they vanish. And now these, these biker dudes that he hustled at pool to win the money earlier in the movie show back up and, um, get into, and, and decide to beat the shit out of them for hustling pool. You know, as is prone to happen in this situation. So, that whole thing kind of happens. And then, it's like, you know, she's screaming for help. And then, all of a sudden, this guy pops out of nowhere. And I'm thinking to myself as I'm watching, like, have we seen this guy up until this point? Because, like, I don't think so. And I feel like it is, like, if we if we look up Deus Ex Machina in, in, the, in the dictionary, there's a picture of this guy in a tracksuit. And here's the thing. Um, there's a weird racial undertone that ventures into overtone in this, in this scene where it's like, there are no black people in this movie who have notable dialogue. There's, there's a black girl who has like one or two lines earlier, but he's the only one who has any dialogue and he shows up out of nowhere, beats the shit out of all of these people. And, and, and does that, and then he's kind of, like, the boyfriend, but, like, you get the indication that there's more there, like, he's cool with her being a prostitute and all of that, and it's, like, he didn't have to be black, and then I'm thinking as I'm watching, like, was it just a, a happenstance, like, a note from the studio where, like, you got to cast one black person in this movie, and I was like, alright, we'll cast the, the boyfriend, you know, as a, as a, as a white, as a black guy, and then it's, like, then he, he, he says the N-word at one point, and I'm, like, Oh no, this was written to be a black guy. And then it takes a turn into the what the fuck territory where it's like he now is, you know, he like so Jesse goes and is like I'm going to save the girl. Jesse goes and attacks him. The guy pulls a gun. Now this is the first gun we've seen in the movie that wasn't holstered on a cop. Then superhero cop comes in, shoots the guy. Um, then yells freeze, which is not even, like, poor direction or poor writing on behalf of this first-time director. It is a point in the movie where it's like, 
the guy says, well, what kind of cop shoots and then yells freeze? Like, what the fuck? Um, so then it's like, oh, it's all cool. It's fine. And then we, we get to the end and it's like a police officer, officer involved shooting with a black guy, um, who, you know, it's like, oh, it's okay though, because like, I didn't Mirandize him. So he's going to get out. And I'm like, that's not how that works. Like, that's not how like gunshot victims work. That's not how Mirandizing works. That's not like, you don't have to Mirandize someone like what, like, it's just like, you know, it's, there are so many baffling decisions in the third act of this movie. It's kind of like, they, they knew what the, the, the meat of the movie is going to be, because the movie's based on a song. Like, they knew that the, the meat of the movie was going to be the bit in the hotel with him, with Carla, having this discussion that's going to go into their thing. And you could have done a really great one-act movie of just that. Especially if you cut down all the pool in the beginning, and then go into the the most of the movie happening in this bar. You don't need to, in, in this hotel, you don't need to leave the hotel as much as they do in this movie. Um, and I think that that's ultimately the problem here with this piece of shit. Like, I literally feel like I fell into, like, some kind of weird, like, dimensional rift where it's like, what the fuck am I watching? Like, I don't understand how this movie got made, like, got greenlit, got, like, you know, not like, read by someone who read the script and was like, you know, maybe we can, you know, make this a little bit cleaner, like, and the thing is, too, it's like, it doesn't have to be a cop, like, the only reason it has to be a cop is because it's based on the song, and in the song, it was a cop who came and knocked on the door, it's like, it could have been the front desk guy at the hotel, that would have been that would have cleared up a lot of the weird racial and political issue in this movie. And it's like, you know, I, I, I feel like it's like, if it, I, I'm just at a loss for words. Um, don't see this movie. It's not, it's bad, but it's not even like, and the thing is too, it's like in the beginning, I wanted to like the movie, but it takes so many weird turns. Like in the beginning, when he's hustling pool, there's a really cool um, tracking shot around the pool table and it's like you know in the last game where he's um where he's conning the guy who looks like if Taika Waititi and Sylvester Stallone were smashed into one person like when he's conning that guy and they're going around the pool table and he's just doing the streak and and winning all at once you can tell like it's not a good tracking shot like it's not like in Creed where um that that fight he has in Mexico is one long tracking shot. It's not like that. It's not like even the tracking shot in um, Black Panther when uh, they're fighting in the casino, uh, where it's like a good amount of CG. Like this is, uh, it's a tracking shot nonetheless. But there's a lot of times where you can tell where the cuts are because um, it's not exactly you know subtle. But or like they'll pan in a way where it's like, oh, they swapped. Oh, they this is a cut. Oh, this is a cut. Oh, this is a cut. Like you can tell. And there's one where it jitters a little bit, and you're like, oh, okay, well, there's a cut. Like, but I, 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 I watch this movie and I'm just baffled, like utterly and completely baffled by the fact that this movie got made and was released and like you know, was put into a wide enough release where I saw it in theaters. And yet, you know, I, I look at this and it's like, this movie was put out in my theater locally. Now, granted, my theater has 17 screens, but I'm also in suburban Long Island. 
Like when I wanted to see Fast Color, which was a a beautiful movie that went out in uh, in twenty five screens, and from that did so well, it got picked up to series on Amazon. Like that movie, like got I had to go into Manhattan to go see. I had to go. I had to go to the AMC Empire twenty five to see that one. Like, but this piece of shit gets a wide release. Like, and it's not even like. This movie's kind of openly racist, too, where it's like there's no minority in it. Like, there are minorities in the movie, but they're all in subservient roles. They're all in, like, I, I don't, like, I don't understand. Like, how, and it is the first time director, too. It's like, I, I hope that this guy is, like, you know, not gonna get it. Like, what the fuck? I, I, don't see this movie. Like, I, I think this is the first time on this podcast we, like, where it's been, like, over 150 episodes, where it's, like, this is the first time I've been, like, don't see this movie. And I sat through the fucking Immortal Wars, which is one of the worst movies I've ever seen, one of the dumbest endings I've ever seen, and this movie, I can say objectively, is worse than that. This is worse than The Room. This is worse than um, Birdemic Shock and Awe. This is worse than Food Fight. I'd rather have sat and watched Food Fight in a fucking theater than watch this piece of shit. And look, if you're someone who works at Roadside, call me. I have like 10 scripts who can pick this up. And by the way, the song this is based on is a shittier version of Taxi by um, by uh, Harry Chapin. And the reason I know that is that I dissected the song Taxi in Swan Song for a fucking joke. Like... You don't have to make these movie these songs into fucking movies. Like, not every song is Rudolph the Red-Nosed fucking Reindeer, where it's gonna be a cinematic hit. And that wasn't even in a fucking movie theater. That was a TV movie. Like, what the fuck? How the fuck does this happen? How in the fuck does this happen? Like, I, I, I wanna know where the failure in communication was, where this script got sent to someone, and they're like, yeah, this is a good idea to make in fucking 2019. Like... Because, like, let's say this movie was shot last year. Like, how the fuck did this movie get shot last year? And they're like, this is good to put out the next year. Like, uh, uh, I actually did a search to find out when this movie got made. They cast uh, Michael Dorman and Sophia Bush in July of 2018. Then they cast other people um, in 2018. The film premiered at the Austin Film Festival last October. So, I, I, I don't understand how, like, the movie was shot in 2018, 2019. Then it didn't come out at Austin until fe- October of 2020. I don't know how the fuck that happens. And... and Who the f- I don't know. I don't see this movie. I, I'm I'm conf- I'm just confused. I don't need to think about this anymore. Um, if you had any plans to see this movie, don't. Um, so just yeah, we'll we'll wrap up there for today. Um, if you want to see a movie that's like you know about like I would say just, just fucking watch Silver Lining Playbooks, like. It's, it like, it's a better version of this movie, like, about broken people who are fundamentally broken coming together. Like, I don't know. Just, just don't watch this movie. Um, next week we have Dune, 
which I'm very much looking forward to. And also in the near future, um, Hawkeye when that starts. But before that, obviously, also, you know, Master of the Universe Revelation Part 2. But of course, before that, Eternals, um, French Dispatch, um, Spencer, uh, which I saw a trailer for today. Um, they did a really good job making up um, Kristen Stewart. And I think Kristen Stewart, that director, whose name I'm forgetting, also directed Jackie. And I think that she's a solid contender for a Best Actress nomination, if not win. Um, I know I said that about Jennifer Hudson for, um, what's it called, for um, Respect. But I think that um, she's also in contention. Because if there's one thing this director can do is do a biopic about a political figure um, and, and bring them to an Academy Award nomination. Because that was the last one he did was Jackie. And Natalie Portman got nominated at least. I don't remember if she won. She may have won. But I think that that's something that, you know, definitely look out for. Um, French Dispatch. I saw the trailer for today. And it's like, the Wes Anderson movies are just something that, like, I don't have many guilty pleasures. But, like, I love the Wes Anderson movies. Like, they're fluff. They're they're very, like, you know, fun. Like, there's something about them. They're so upbeat and, like, you know... It, it, like I'm, I'm looking forward to the French Dispatch as well, and Eternals. I think they're making an, an awards run for because like they showed that they showed Mass, which is bold. If you're gonna show a trial for Mass, which is running in theaters at the same time as this piece of shit, and also is um you know an option. Like I guess at this point they're like, well, we got you now. You can't get out of here. So you know, tough shit. But oh my god, I I don't know. I I feel I feel like I wasted two hours, but like twice in two days because I also watched Halloween Kills last night. This is a really shitty weekend for movies. Um, I haven't seen Mass and I probably will not see it tomorrow because tomorrow I have a pretty packed schedule um, because tomorrow is our DC FanDome live show. But I, I, I can I can honestly say that you can be probably better off seeing Mass or like this is going to sound really foreign coming out of my mouth, but like go see Let There Be Carnage because that's a better use of your time than either Halloween Kills or this song, uh, this movie. Also, um, get you can go see No Time to Die, which is plenty of fun for a James Bond movie. Like, I, I wouldn't see any of the movies that came out this weekend besides Mass, if that came out this weekend or if it came out before. I've been seeing interviews with uh, um, Jason Isaacs for a few days now, so I don't know when it came out. But until next time, have a great rest of your week. Do you like the show? Do you hate the show? Are you indifferent to the show? No matter what, you should probably let us know what we're doing so we can change it to better suit you, the listener's needs. You can go to either bit.ly slash boscontact, which is a contact form page you can use. Also, you can just email us directly at 30minutereviews at gmail.com. If you have questions that you would like us to answer, we can answer them on the air. We have a few questions every week that will be selected to be answered on air. Um, so if you want to tell us what we should do, or if you have a suggestion for a movie or a TV show or something we should cover, go to bitbit.ly slash contact and also email us 30minutereviews at gmail.com. Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. 
Cox Internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home Internet. Cox is the real home Internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com internet for details.